Okay, guys, welcome to another episode of the Precision Rifle Channel podcast. We have a very special guest today, Mr. Jake Viver. Jake, how are you, sir? Oh, doing great. How are you guys doing? Oh, loving life, man. It's a uh, it, it's a great day out here in Southern California, and it's only about a a week and a half away before I see you. That's right. Yeah, we're gonna have a good match up here in Washington. That's for sure. For everybody that is not familiar with the JC Steel Target Challenge, can you give them a rundown of what to expect at your match? Yeah, we are uh, really excited about this match. It's one of the biggest uh, National Rifle League matches in the country, um, and we got people flying from all over the place. Uh, we're really excited about this match. We have some really cool sponsors that have stepped up big to make it a really epic match. Uh, the match itself is at Blue Ridge Rifle Range in washington state um, pretty close to where i'm at here in cheney uh, where we have jc still targets and uh, what, you know this year we're going to have some really cool opportunities for people to shoot out of helicopters um, out to about 600 yards we're going to have uh, you know lots of uh, lots of people we're going to have right around 160 165 shooters total events going to be about 200 people uh, when we include range staff and volunteers um, range officers, that kind of stuff. So, <clears throat> yeah, we're really looking forward to it. We have a, a cool course of fire. It's all set, ready to go, and all the targets, target markers, uh, all the signs and banners, everything is is pretty much ready to go besides some things that you guys are bringing uh, the week before. And, uh, man, we're just really excited about it. We've worked really hard on it. We've, uh, um, we've just had a tremendous amount of sponsor support, and so our prize table is looking really good. But with 180 or 190 people, with the range officers included, we're going to have you know a lot of people that are going to really be walking home with something, kind of compensate for their time, especially the range officers that volunteer their time to to help us all out. So we're really excited about it. We have a full catering that was coming in on Sunday night, and we are fortunate this year. I just bought uh, right around $1,500 in beer. <laughs> nice. We will have basically all-you-can-drink beer. We got uh, a big uh, keg of Blue Moon, and we got another keg of Coors Light. We got another keg or two kegs of um, a special local draft beer that's here in uh, here in Washington State. So we're going to basically be uh, feeding you guys well, um, feeding all the shooters well, feeding all the range officers well, and uh, the drinks will be flowing. That's awesome. I mean, your match last year was definitely one of the most exciting matches for our, uh, the NRL's inaugural season. Um, for everyone that didn't see the video or hear about the match, uh, Jake, through a, a sponsorship with Caracal USA, brought in a helicopter and people were able to shoot out uh, from the sides of the helicopter into a mountain range full of JC Steel. And people would get on this helicopter and get off with the biggest smiles on their faces. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so we're going to do that again this year. Uh, Caracal is, again, our title sponsor this year. Um, Caracal, Jeff Spaulding, the crew there, uh, they're just really good guys. They care about the shooting community. And um, they're, they're, they're really doing some awesome things with pistols, uh, ARs, um, some really cool stuff. So uh, definitely check them out. They have, uh, you know, a lot of really good stuff to offer. Uh, they're based out of Boise, um, is mostly who I deal with, which is Jeff Spaulding. And 
they've you know they came to me and they said jake we just want to run a really really cool match that sets it apart from everything else and one way that we do that is we really try to take care of our customers we really try to make sure that they're having a good time um in a beautiful range and one of the cool things is having a uh, kind of a thrill or an exciting factor. Well, the helicopter definitely brings that. Yes, it does. And it will be with the bolt rifle this year. So you'll take your own rifle up there. You get slung up or do whatever you want. We've got some uh, some human silhouette targets out there. Um, gosh, we're just going to have a good time. It's going to be awesome. Oh, that's phenomenal. So last year, you know, you were shooting out of the helicopter at the Caracal uh, AR platform, but this year you'd switch it up so that you're using your own bolt rifle. Yeah, that's right. So this year we're using our own bolt rifle. Um, we will be uh, having the opportunity to shoot the Caracal guns on Friday before the match starts, and that's going to be a side match. And so um, they have some of their uh, their high-end ARs out there. Prime Ammo has sponsored some ammo, so we have ammo to shoot through all of those guns. And we're going to have some targets out there. We'll probably have four targets. We'll give everyone uh, five or six rounds and made the best man win we got a little bit of cash on the line um and uh, definitely some bragging rights heck yeah that sounds awesome you had mentioned earlier you have roughly 160 shooters i mean that's a heck of a large match it is yeah so we're running a pretty big match this year we have the area out here we're on about six thousand acres of, of of blue ridge ranch property here and so what we're going to do is uh, we're going to have all the ro's um, we've kind of coached through some of the ROs and, and letting them know what they're going to be uh, responsible for. Uh, my hope is to have about three ROs for every stage. And if we can run um, right around 12 to 14 stages a day, um, you know, what we're going to be able to do is really have a lot of shooters that are, that are going to be able to get through the entire course of fire because of how efficient the match is going to be run. And so with that, we're going to have a lot of shooting. We should be shooting right around 200 and and 40 to 250 rounds throughout the match. So it is a high round count uh, match, but I like that. I like getting out there and shooting myself. I like putting a lot of rounds down range. Um, I don't want to come to a match and shoot 160 rounds. I want to get out there and I want to have the opportunity to you know, really shoot a lot. So the targets will be much more generous this year. Uh, last year we had uh, a really tough match and it's called a challenge for a reason. So it's going to be tough this year again um, but we've just put up some uh, a little bit more generous targets because out there at Blue Ridge, Washington State, we never know what the wind's going to do. It could be howling again, so we'll see. This is true, and for whatever reason, every time the NRL holds a match, the wind just seems to pick up. <laughs> yeah, wind or or something. I know we were in, uh, I guess we were in Nebraska together, and yeah, it was a pretty windy match, but um, it, it's all good. You have to learn how to do that. The shooters love it. Um, Hopefully the wind can, can drive uh, any, any other elements out of there. Hopefully we've got no rain, no fog, nothing like that. It should be a pretty gorgeous place to, to um, have a great weekend. Well, the ranch is absolutely, like you said, it, it's gorgeous. It's phenomenal. Rolling hills. It, last year it was just greenery everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, absolutely breathtaking. So, yep. I mean, if weather permits, which we're all crossing our fingers, it does, it should be an amazing weekend with weather-wise. Yeah, it, it really should. Um, you know, we're pretty fortunate here in eastern Washington to have pretty good weather year-round. Um, and so something really has to go wrong in order for us to have um, weather where we can't shoot. So we're really looking forward to it. We're excited about um, that. And down there in that uh, kind of 
it's called the Palouse region. Um, but yeah, down there, it's just a really good weather pattern. Um, typically, it's sunny and blue skies. Uh, this year, it won't be quite as green because we, did, uh, we didn't have quite as much water as last year. We're a little drier, but um, we should still have some really good pictures. There's an awesome place to camp up there at Blue Ridge, and uh, yeah, they have a great facility. Now that we've kind of got the quote-unquote business of your upcoming match out of the way, tell us about Jake. I mean, you, for the past couple of years, you've been a top contender in Precision Rifle, uh, whether it's National Rifle League or PRS, pretty much anything you, you jump into, you're in that top echelon of competitive shooters, and everybody and their mom is is trying to reach that you know that five percent how is it that you know you train how is it what is it that you do to give yourself that competitive edge that nobody else can seem to grasp or find yeah good question um you know a lot of it comes down to practice and being prepared mentally um, a lot of it comes down to just the experience and knowing what to do in different situations. Um, really, the name of this game is consistency. And so I've been pretty fortunate um, to work with some awesome companies uh, that I endorse and, and sponsor me. And so some of that is I've kind of hand-selected um, a lot of these companies. Um, and I, I do that for a reason. One, because they make really, really good products. And, you know, you know, don't get it wrong, there's a ton of companies out there and they all make really good products or they wouldn't be in business. Um, but these products work well for me. And, uh, you know, they're just, I have faith in them. They're reliable products and that's really what you want. And I've been working with a lot of these companies for a long time. And that's exactly, I'm not switching and, and changing different things. So with the, um, you know, with that platform that I've run over and over again, I have a, a lot of, uh, it's just very familiar to me. Um, and that's one of the reasons uh, why I tend to do well. All my rifles are set up the same way. All my components are the same. Everything is, is very repetitive. And so, and I, I pride myself in being competitive and, and uh, you know, trying to do the best I can uh, every shot, that's for sure. Now, you had mentioned practice. How often and how long do you practice for? So it's just like any uh, anything you want to take seriously. If if you want to be good at something, the best thing that you have to do is you have to practice. Um, for me, I tend to practice a couple times a week, um, and I I'm I'm always surrounded by it um, as well. I have a a company JC Still Targets, which is in the firearms industry, so I'm consistently uh, possibly testing new products or I'm talking with other shooters about different things. It's all part of kind of what I'm doing. So I'm very lucky to be in that, um, you know, in that situation. But uh, regardless of what situation it is, you have to put rounds down range. You have to practice and you have to make it a priority uh, to do it. And you see a lot of these new upcoming shooters and they're getting better and better and better. And one of the big things you ask them is you say, well, what, you know, what helped you or, um, you know, you're, you're getting quite a bit better. What have you been doing? And it's very interesting um, to hear. There's one thing that's in common. They all practice. The better you're going to get, the more you're going to practice. Just like any other sport in the world, just like golf or just like uh, tennis or, or whatever, any other individual sport. If you're going to be good, you have to practice. Um, 
you, you rarely see anyone in the professional sector of a individual sport just go out and play around the golf without practicing. That's not how it goes. You right. have to um, diligent, uh, diligently work on your craft in order to become better. When you're saying practice, are you saying live fire or do you consider dry fire practice as well? Uh, both. Yeah, both are going to be really good. I personally have a two-to-one ratio that I try to adhere to. So that's going to be two dry fires for every one live round. And I even count those live rounds that I shoot during the match. So say I shoot 250 rounds at a match, I'm going to get back and I'm going to shoot 500 dry fire practices uh, when I get back home. Or maybe I've already done those 500 dry fire practices. You want to be really familiar with your setup, your kit, how it works for you, your barricades. And you can dry fire inside your living room. You can dry fire inside your garage or a shop or, or you know, out your window or um, open a window and, and point at the neighbor's window. <laughs> Don't do that in California. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe not in California, but everywhere else in the country, you can probably get away with it. So just, you know, dry fire and get comfortable with your position, get comfortable with your, um, you know, your platform. And then it's just going to be repetitive. Um, obviously, pulling great shots is, is what it's about. And, um, you know, I'm also, I'm also very fortunate as far as practice. Um, I kind of drill a lot of these things into my head because I do a lot of training as well. And so I travel the country and I do a lot of precision rifle training. I have a, a really successful online uh, precision rifle training series that, um, you know, we've had a lot of success with. Well, when you consistently are talking about the same thing and you're consistently working on the exact same thing, um, there's a few things that stick out. One's going to be breathing, another one's going to be trigger control, and another one's going to be follow through. Those are the three things that I really focus on with about every single shot. And it's just breathing, trigger control, follow through. A lot of the times you'll, you'll kind of hear me maybe after a bad stage or whatever, I'm kind of hounding myself, BTF, BTF. Well, that just means... Breathing, trigger control, follow through. Every single shot should be the same. I've actually heard you say that before, and I never bothered to ask what that what you were saying because I figured you were just like cussing in code in your head or something. <laughs> yeah, so it's just it's getting back to the basics. Um, uh, you know, every single shot you you want to try to um, do exactly what you did before on a successful shot. So for me. That's breathing, trigger control, and follow through. And for everybody, it's different. That's one of the big things that um, I kind of, uh, you know, really point out to people when I'm training them or on uh, my video series. It's it really is dependent on what you do well. If um, if I do something well, that doesn't mean that you're going to do it well. It doesn't mean that you're going to really excel in that. Um, we we all have different body types. We all have different structures. We all have. Uh, something that we may or may you know may not do well so and, and that's okay that's completely fine let's figure out what we do well we need to really work on that so we can master it and then all the other stuff um you know we want to work on so we just uh, continue to get better and better and better at those things that we're not good at um and so for for every situation like when someone calls me and says well what's the best this or what's the best chassis or the rifle man it's they're all good and so really what uh what you want to do is you want to find out what works best for you right. um for example i run like an xlr chassis um it, it seems to work well for a lot of people and a lot of different um you know structures but for me it's simple and it works really good so i've uh, stayed with it and you know for me there's just a lot of things like that that i love
with changing some things up this year, um, you actually picked up a new sponsor and that is a new action. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. So, um, coming here very uh, quickly, actually in May, I'll be getting my left-handed Curtis custom vector actions. Uh, really excited about these actions. They are uh, 60 degree bolt throw, integral lug, integral uh, rail. Everything is is really nice on it. It's got a three uh, three lug design, so it's going to ride really smooth in the action, and it's just going to provide a really strong action for me to be able to do. And it's um, 60 degrees, so it's inherently just a little bit faster because you don't have to lift the bolt up quite as far uh, before you pull it back. And one of the cool things about it is it's got a kind of a quick change, barrel change technology on it where you can snap it in about 25 um, you know, pounds on that. Well, you can unscrew that thing and put a different caliber on there with a different bolt or put a, a, a different caliber on there with the same bolt. There's, there's just a ton of options and a ton of different um, ability with that particular platform. You had also mentioned that um, you have a video series. So the people that are in the dark aren't on social media and following you. What is your video series about? So we have a, uh, a precision rifle uh, instruction video series, and it's actually 55 videos um, where I cover a bunch of different stuff, not only from the fundamentals, but, um, you, know, I, you know, really beyond that too. Competition mindset, game management, um, equipment selection. And then I also go through some different uh, barricade drills, uh, a little bit how I practice. There's a lot of different things on that uh, 55 videos that I cover. And, you know, we've we've uh, been very fortunate just to sell hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. So we are, um, you know, it's, it's definitely wildly popular and for good reason. You can watch it at your house. You can watch it on the road. Uh, you can watch them over and over again. And, uh, yeah, it, it's called our online training academy. You can find it at jcstilltargets.com. And, uh, you know, the whole thing is only 69 bucks. So we're, we're pretty proud to put a, a really good training package together, which we feel is a super value compared to some of the, um, you know, five, six, seven thousand $7,000 a weekend classes, Right. Uh, which I still do some of those as well. So I, I, I'm, I'm not by any means talking bad about, uh, in-person uh, instruction. I think that's very, very important. Um, it's just, it, it's just another refresher or maybe a good Kickstarter for the new shooter um it, it really encompasses everything what, what i think about when i think about this and what i like about it is one-on-one -on -one instruction in in my personal opinion is always going to be top notch that's always what you want to be able to do if you can afford it yep. but if you can't afford it because of travel or money whatever it is or even if you took the class you can now watch your videos and get a complete refresh um, because we only retain, you know, a very small percentage of what we learn um, exactly. in the classroom setting. So this just reinforces everything I just talked to you about in a one-on-one -on -one class. Yeah, that's exactly right. And one of the good things is um, I've actually been to some really good classes, and I've learned a lot from some of the uh, really uh, highly sought-after instructors in the country. Um, and one of the good things that uh, this video series brings is it brings a, a little bit of, um, you know, uh, it just really encompasses a lot of different techniques. Um, I'm not one to hound a certain way that you have to do something, or you have to shoot a tripod this way, or you have to shoot your, you know, you hold your rear bag this way. 
because that's not what we do in the real world. Everyone does something a little bit different. Right. And so what I want to do is I want to give the student in the video series uh, a few different ways to do things. Uh, maybe you're going to do it like this or like this, and that's all fine and dandy. But what you have to do is get the fundamentals down, uh, know how to pull the trigger, know what you're looking at, and um, you know really go through there. But yeah, you're, you're exactly right. It's all about refreshing that, going over it again and again and again. And it's the same thing I do even when I'm competing. I, I still work on a couple things um, that I know that I need to work on. And I wouldn't, uh, you know, I wouldn't have known that without some good instruction. This is true. Instruction is, is so very important. And I like the fact that you're not impressing a specific way to do things, but you're giving your student the opportunity to figure out what works best for them. Yeah, and that's right. It's, you know, one of my big goals with this video series was I didn't want to, I didn't want it to be like other, other stuff online where it's like an infomercial and, and you're pushing a product or I didn't want it to be, uh, you know, something like that where it's, where there's some sort of agenda. I wanted it to be a super laid back, relaxed environment um, where you can really figure out what works best for you go out and practice it, come back, watch some more videos, and go out and practice that. I've even had a lot of people come up to me like uh, um, say, hey, Jake, I really enjoyed your videos and I'm practicing this or I'm practicing that. Um, and it's just like right on. You, you know, you guys are starting to to, to really, you know, the, the newer shooter is starting to really grasp some of these concepts at a much faster rate than um, you know, say I did when I first got going because it was all me teaching myself when I first got going. And so now you see these newer shooters come onto the scene and they're just so darn good. They've had good instruction, they practice, they take it seriously. Um, and so they're getting better and better really, really quick. It, it's scary and I mean, you know, with the, the NRL, we have a young guns class and we have a handful of, uh, of younger gentlemen that shoot and, and ladies that shoot in the NRL. But where you really see it is in the NRL 22, where these nine and 10 year old, you know, young kids are out there and they're posting scores that are putting adults to shame. Yeah, that's right. And I've even, you know, I've been very fortunate and I'll have a I'll have a dad call me and, and, hey, Jake, you know, my son's been watching your videos. We just can't thank you enough. It's really instilled some good fundamentals. And so even for the younger generation, it's it's a really good um, way to to start them off in it. And one thing that, you know, we were, we were talking about and someone, I guess, posted something on it later. They said, you know what? We have the video series that Jake has. We love it. But go out and spend you know shoot 70 rounds and that's going to simulate about 70 bucks and now uh you know figure out how much you've learned by shooting 70 rounds now i'll go spend 70 dollars on a video series where you're going to watch 55 different videos um and you're going to learn quite a bit in that uh, particular time frame because each one ranges from about uh two minutes to about seven or eight minutes um you know kind of depending on what we're talking about right so if you kind of think about it like, well, wait a minute, that's only 70 rounds. You can go out and blow 70 rounds and not learn anything. So, I've done it. <laughs> yeah, so have I, absolutely. So, yeah, that's it. And we have, we actually have another video series uh, uh, coming out pretty soon. I can't talk a lot, a lot about it now, but it's going to be super, super awesome. We are really excited about it. We're going to have right around, uh, I think, 80 or 100 different videos. Wow. 
that particular series. So it's going to be another large video series. Uh, we're really excited about it. So, um, and all the people that have got uh, the, the current video series uh, will actually have a, a discount code for the uh, for that new video series. So it should be a good opportunity for people to uh, continue to learn. Very cool. I'm excited and I can't wait to see it. Yeah, absolutely. You have been at the top of your game for the past several years. One of my hardest obstacles when I shoot a match, whether, you know, it's a, it's a local match with our SoCal crew or, you know, I go out to Vegas. One of my biggest obstacles is my mental game. Yep. What do you do to mentally prepare yourself before a match or before you step up to a stage? Is there any kind of routine that you go through? Is there, um, you know, a- anything that you can help everyone out there maybe suggest maybe some crazy meditation thing that you do what is it that jake does uh absolutely um i actually go over a lot of this stuff in my video series and a little snippet of some of the things i do Uh, i love 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 to uh, really focus and visualize each of the targets that i'm going to hit and i typically do that with like a pair of binoculars uh before i'm shooting so I might have my dope already written down on my arm board and I'll go through each of the sequences and what positions I'm going to get in and what positions I'm going to get out of. And I'll try to put myself in the, the situation ahead of time. And so when I put myself in that situation and I go do it again, it, it's almost like I've, I've already accomplished that task once. And so I like to visualize. I like to see the targets multiple times. I like to know what I'm doing. I like to kind of pretend like I'm dialing my dope. Okay, now I've dialed 1.2 mils, and now we're going to hit target two. Okay, we're going to hit target two twice. Now we're going to go to target three. Uh, Target three is 2.1 mils. Don't forget to dial. Now we've dialed 2.1 mils. Now target three, and so on and so forth. And so when you uh, become the, uh, you start to get in that stage, the hecticness and the, and the anxiety just doesn't get to you anymore because you're doing it again and again. Uh, really, anxiety only happens, or that nervousness only happens when you're doing something for the first time. Imagine right. you're doing anything for the first time when you were driving for the first time, when you were, you know, X Y Z for the first time. So you have all these different things that you're going to be able to do for the first time. Well, you're nervous. You have anxiety. Well, now that you've driven down the California highway. Um, a hundred times, you're not nervous anymore. You've done that. And so the exact same thing happens with shooting. You're going to be repetitive. You're going to be, um, you know, very uh, conscious of what you're doing. And then all of a sudden you're going to have better results because of it. There you go. It seems simple enough. (laughs) Well, you just got to practice it, get after it, make sure that it's very, uh, you know, make sure that it's very routine for you and go from there hypothetical situation which isn't so hypothetical because we've all been there we're, <laughs> okay. we're going through our game plan we're about to shoot our course of fire we we know exactly what we want to do and we get up there and you have that oh shit moment that's not going to work and you totally bomb that stage yep. what do you do to keep yourself mentally in the game because i get yep. distracted and i'm just like oh, my my day's shot i don't know what to do now yeah, that, that actually happens, uh, you're right, it happens to everybody. 
Um, you know, one of the big things is just like in any other sport, you have to kind of forget what had, um, what has taken place and it's all about consistency. And I, so you, you said something that is typical of a newer shooter. You said you bombed that particular stage. And so that's something that me as a seasoned shooter might look at a little bit differently. I might consider one shot the important part. So you're looking at it as a stage. You say, man, I bombed that stage. Well, for me, if I pull a bad shot, that's the same mindset as what you're thinking. So I need to recoup very quickly, very fastly, or not fast, that's not a word. <laughs> I, I, need to, uh, I need to recoup my mind. I need to get into a situation where now I'm focusing on one shot and that's the next shot. I should not ever focus on that next stage. And that's where part of that consistency comes in. Um, if you if you look at kind of my average scores throughout the last, say, three or four years um, where I've been doing really well, uh, you'll notice that I'm just continually piling points up. It might not be a lot of points. Maybe I didn't clean that stage, but I just continually piled points up. And, and I don't let the last shot uh, get to me. I take every shot one at a time and I make sure I pull the absolute best trigger for that particular shot. Um, and so that's something that I've actually had to focus on, uh, you know, these last couple of years is making sure every single shot is very, very important. And maybe I, I treat it like every shot is my last shot. You know, like when you go to the basketball court, you right. say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to make my last shot. I got to make sure this is my absolute best shot. That's exactly what you want to do in shooting, but make sure every single one is a perfect trigger pull and a perfect shot, and then you can rock and roll on it. There you go. Awesome advice. Awesome advice. So you're at a match, and you have who you would consider the best shooters in a squad, 10-person yep. squad. Yep. Who would you like to go head-to-head with in your in one ultimate final match? <laughs> well... Um, man, there are a lot of really good shooters out there. Um, if, if I was going to, uh, pick one of my peers that I, that I think are, um, is another really high level shooter, it would probably have to be Dave Preston. I think Dave is a, a really good shooter. Um, he's just very consistent. And if you look at his averages over the last couple of years, um, he showed that consistency. He rarely, rarely drops into the into the double digit uh scoring he's always um you know or or most of the time he's he's in that top five group top three group he has a lot of wins and so um if you kind of look at that uh there's not very many times where you have uh you know shooters like that and we've actually shot uh, the last couple weeks we've shot some matches together um and uh he actually won one and i won one so it was it was good to um, it was good to shoot with him. We were really excited about that. But he's a really good shooter. Yes, man. There's there's some other really good shooters. Uh, John Pinch and Austin Orgain, Jerry Karloff. Uh, you know the list goes on and on. Uh, you know for those particular high level shooters. But it's just about being as consistent as possible. And what you'll notice uh, with a lot of these shooters is even when they're having a bad day they might get fifth place or they might get um, fourth place. And that's, you know, that's the kind of shooter that you want to shoot against 
I always want to shoot against the absolute best shooters. I always want to shoot, you know, against the biggest, uh, you know, the biggest turnouts uh, because I think it, it really helps you as a, as a shooter get better and you, you can really judge yourself against the best in the country. I, I agree 100%. So now that we're kind of touched a little bit on this topic of shooting with the best shooters, there's been some discussion uh, recently on social media about squatting. You know, yep. should squatting be completely randomized? Should shooters be allowed to squad with their buddies? Should um, should placement determine squatting? What is your take on that? Uh, you know, I I have a couple different thoughts on it. One, I have a thought on it from a shooter. I have a thought on it from a match director. And so I can kind of see a lot of different angles in this. Um, for me personally, if, uh, if there's a, a bunch of friends that are showing up, they want to shoot together. You know, maybe they travel together. They flew together. You know, maybe they only see each other a few times a year. That's what they're there to do is they're there to hang out with each other. Um, this isn't necessarily uh, yet a sport where it's a professional sport where you have, you know, Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson uh, golfing for a million dollar prize pool. That's not where this is at. You know, we're, we're really just a drop in the bucket. It's very amateur and, and I don't, I don't want to say childish because people still take it very seriously. But, you know, those kind of life-changing payouts are still, uh, still a ways off. And so really this is a social, a social sport and a social gathering um, to an extent. Right. Now it is a competition. Um, and so that's kind of one way I look at it is people want to shoot with their friends. Uh, we, we only, you know, some of us may only get to see each other for uh, a couple times a year. Like, for example, if if uh, you were shooting more matches, I know you're getting into it. And you say, hey, Jake, can we squad together and some of these matches? Great. Let's do it because we only get a, a chance to shoot and see each other a handful of times a year. Right. And so that's, that's going to be one of the big things that I think is um, I say let people shoot with, with whoever they want. Um, it's still a competition. It still needs to, uh, um, you know, remain a competition. Now, on the other end of things, uh, I have two different philosophies. One, I think all the, uh, uh, you know, I don't know if we call them best shooters, but maybe the highest ranked shooters should probably shoot with each other. One of the reasons is because uh, all those conditions in this sport are going to be exactly the same for those shooters. And so when you have people at different times of the day shooting different stages, uh, this sport, <clears throat> I don't know if I don't know if I can name another sport uh, where you have to get as lucky on certain stages as precision rifle. So, uh, for example, a precision rifle match, you have a long range stage. Um, they might be big targets. They might be small targets. You know, that doesn't matter. But. Say you have a long range stage. Well, the winds can really play havoc on that. Oh, yeah. And so if you have someone that shoots that particular stage in the morning, they might be able to get eight or nine out of ten points. Well, as soon as the winds start to kick up or it starts to go switchy and left and right in the afternoon, maybe a good score on that is three or four points. And so what you have is you have a, a element of luck in that. And so if you have the people that are – most likely maybe the most prepared to win that match shooting together then what you have is you have a fair uh shooting line across the board um and that's that's one of my thoughts uh, you know as far as as far as that goes another yep. one of my thoughts is 
just make it completely random. Um, and if you make it random, and if every single match is random every single time, then there, then all that luck, all that uh, bad win calls, it'll all even out eventually. Maybe one match you didn't get it, maybe one match you did, but eventually it will all even out. Uh, the problem is, is that you know when we have kind of a winner takes all match, or you got a big match that you've prepared for really well and you get unlucky, it, it kind of leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, there's valid points absolutely on, on all sides. And mm -hmm. as a match director or somebody who want, who, you know, helps organize these events, yep. um, it can definitely make or break the positioning of some of the shooters. Yep. It, it can make or break the positioning. So what I personally do is I let everyone squad themselves on Friday uh, before the match and so they'll come, they'll show up, they'll write down their stuff on, um, on paper, and basically that's going to be their squad for the match. They can really shoot with whoever they'd like. Um, some people are buddies, they don't see each other very often or whatever, and I just want those guys to have a good time. Right. I want them to really connect, and um, you know, when you are with someone that you know, uh, it, it seems like um, everyone has a little bit better time when you're with your buddies. Now, it's still a good time to shoot, of course, um, and I don't think random squatting, random squatting at this time is a, is, a good op is a good option for the precision rifle community uh, because I don't think that we're at a level where it's really important enough yet. You know, we're talking about if you win the match, you get a $2,000 prize. Uh, if, if you get second, you get a $1,500 prize, and, you know, you can get uh, sixth or tenth place and you know you might get a thousand dollar prize well that's awesome and that that you know is great that very well might just recoup your costs of, of going to the match it's not like um you know we're talking about million dollar prize pools right where that becomes really important um now when it gets to that and i sure hope it does um you know with sponsor help or big corporate names or whatever there's a lot of different ideas on how to get it there but when that does get there, then yeah, um, as a community, we need to figure out uh, how to do that because they don't let, uh, you know, they don't let golfers play with who they want. No, you, you're assigned, uh, you're assigned your tee time, and that's the, that's the time that you're going to go. So, um, and, and that's about like every single sport. Right. I mean, in every other major sport, NASCAR, golf, you know, any of that, you start based upon your placement or your ranking for the season. Yep. That's right. Yeah, just like just like NASCAR, you got to do your time trials and uh, win that pole position. Uh, just like tennis, tennis. Uh, if you're the number one person, you play the number sixty-four person, and it's a sixty-four team league. Just like uh, um, you know, a lot of different sports and brackets. That's exactly how that goes. And eventually, you get down to uh, the two number one seeds, or the you know the two that are the uh, so-called best. Now, if a two seed or three seed or four seed come and they beat you. Well, then so be it. Maybe they're going to move up next time and get that little bit better ranking. So, All right. Yep, I agree. There you go, brother. So you speak about the, the growth of the sport. You know, one day we all hope that it's going to be a lot different than where it is right now. But what do you see that being in, in your perfect world? Uh, you know, that's a, that's a tough question. Um, obviously, uh, it's hard because we are in the rifle industry for it to become a mainstream sport um, like tennis or golf right. or um, any, anything like that. But I think we can do um, a good job of, of doing that because there is a lot of draw 
and this sport is absolutely exploding and there's a lot of a lot of interest in it i know i talk to people daily and they're you know rookie shooters or new shooters and i help them as much as i can with um, with everything from shooting to gear uh, just advice just trying to get that new shooter interested trying to get that new shooter kind of hooked like i um you know like i am and it's a it's a it's a really cool time for the industry uh, because uh, it, it's it is exploding it's getting uh, so so popular um, especially with things that uh, the National Rifle League is doing like the NRL 22 that has just been huge and and a lot of people say well I shoot NRL 22 and um, I'm just getting into it so you have any pointers well great that's awesome that's a really good start because it's affordable um, you can do it without uh, huge thousand yard ranges. Right. It's a it's a really really good idea. And um, whoever thought of that, whoever on the National Rifle League board thought of that, was a genius because it, it, <laughs> it's definitely a, uh, a really good opportunity for more and more people to get involved. Um, and then all of a sudden, you can you can translate that over to National Rifle League matches. You can translate that over to all sorts of precision rifle matches all over the country. And there's a bunch of leagues. There's, gosh, it must be 10 or 12 different leagues that host matches and keep track of points. Um, and so just getting people involved anywhere is a really good start. Absolutely agree that the growth of the sport, like you said, I mean, I started in it four or five years ago doing obviously the filming side. And just from then till now, the amount of, of uh, manufacturing support from uh, companies like Remington and I, I think Mossberg even announced a precision rifle that they're coming out with and Ruger's yep. precision rifle. These major manufacturers are starting to recognize the growth of the sport and produce products specifically for our sport. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, when you have kind of those OEM manufacturers or you have people that are the big names uh, doing that, you know the sport is growing. Um, gosh, when Ruger Precision Rifle came out, they had, uh, you know, a six-month backlog. They just couldn't make them fast enough. Yeah, it was insane. And so it's just a, a really, really good um, uh, sign for the community. And we have to also do our jobs as, you know, community leaders to uh, push the envelope for, um, you know, better matches and push the envelope in the training side, uh, push the envelope for everything that we're doing to grow the sport uh, in the way that it should be grown. And so, yeah, you're absolutely right. It is uh, it is growing, and it's great to see, um, obviously, because we have a business in the firearms industry, JC Steel Targets. So right. it's, it's good for us, obviously, and uh, it helps feed our family and, and helps to support the ministries that we support. But I tell you what, it's just a really good opportunity. And with that, we're going to wrap it up. There's like a million more questions I have for you, bro. But we're, you know, we're getting into that 40, 45 minute time frame and you've been gracious enough to spend uh, your evening, your evening with us. I'm sure Devin wants you to come and have dinner with the family. <laughs> <laughs> Brittany's at my, outside my office saying it's time to go. So it's, uh, it's time to wrap it up, but this has been phenomenal. I definitely want to get you on the show again. Okay. And I can't, um, you're not making it to Owens though this weekend, right? Or are you not making it to Owens this weekend? Um, I have uh, quite a bit of match prep stuff that I'll be taking care of, uh, over the course of this week and next week. Right. 
and kind of getting ready for the May uh, 4th, 5th, and 6th JC Still Target Challenge. So definitely keep an eye out for some pictures, uh, videos on that. We're going to have a really good time. And, uh, yeah, I just wanted to thank all the all the sponsors for the support for that particular match. We got, well, you know, we, we really have a lot of a lot of support. And, you know, we, obviously, you know we, we, we definitely need it because of how many people we're hosting. But, uh, you know, when you got big names like U.S. Optics giving you a scope and um, you got different people all over the place that are giving you chassis and stocks and um, different optics, uh, bag manufacturers and uh, bag companies, barrel makers, it just goes on and on. And the support is really good for, um, for, the, for the shooters. Obviously, with that support, you know, all that stuff goes to the prize table. You guys are bringing a bunch of stuff to the prize table. Um, so your work obviously does not go unnoticed either. So yeah, it's going to be awesome. Um, hope you guys have a great time in Arizona. That's a that's a really really fantastic match. Yeah, Arizona is going to to be a blast. Um, you know, really looking forward to this weekend. So it's going to be fun. But then as soon as this weekend is wrapping up, I'm going to head back to California, refresh, get cleaned up, and I'm going to hit the road to come see you. Love it, love it. Well, I look forward to seeing you guys and. Uh, be safe. Really appreciate the talk, and I hope to do it again very soon. Likewise, brother. Appreciate it. Send our love to the family, and I'll see you in uh, just about two weeks. All right. You guys take care. You too, brother.